Let's get this rockin' show on the road, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to Punch Drunk Nerd, the podcast where three little boyos come together to talk about nerd shit that they like. My name is Luis Gonzalez, and we got... Miguel Sanchez. <laughs> and Ed Bull. And me, Luis Gonzalez, with my Thanos mug. Now today we're going to talk about, we have some news to talk about, we're going to talk about Moon Knight, and then we're going to talk about what we're into, okay? Or what we're not into. It's a little segment I have later for me. Um, first thing we're going to talk about, if you've been on the internet, you've seen it, okay? It's the new Thor trailer just got dropped. We got a July 8th release, but really July 7th because, you know, it opens up on a Thursday, and I don't know, even know why they still say, you know, they open up on a Friday when really they open up on a Thursday. Anyway. Um, you guys saw this trailer, right? Oh yeah, for Thor. Yeah, yeah. What were your, what were your thoughts? Hated it. Hate yeah. Marvel. Hate Thor. <laughs> <laughs> bring, bring, bring on the Flash. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, no, it was uh, it was good. It's definitely uh, got that Taika Waititi vibe. This this new I was talking to our friend Sean and he was just like I really love these Taika Thor movies and it's like damn he really has in one movie just like put his stamp on this character and for sure I uh, as much as I loved the last one I am equally excited to see this new one so uh, yeah yeah thumbs up absolutely dude it's funny how now we have a fine dividing line between the first two Thors and then yeah. these two Thors like it's just a line drawn in the sand and. Yeah, I um, I knew I was excited, but when I saw it, I was like, man, the exact same sentence, Miguel. Like, loved Ragnarok, always loved to put it on. Um, but seeing this, I'm way excited to see it, especially, you know, kind of seeing him continuing his relationship with the Guardians. Yes. And how that might have influenced him to be more of like this metal rocker head, you know, <laughs> just like listening <laughs> to the music that the Guardians are listening to. And he's just like uh, fucking yeah. rocking out, you know, and he's like, man, I'm going to have this like sleeveless jacket. And he's just like, you know, being an 80s metal hair rock star, dude. I honestly hadn't even put it that way, like, in my mind, that it's because of the Guardians that he's all dressed up like that and rocking out like it is. I thought they were just continuing on from Ragnarok's, you know, Led Zeppelin breakout. Yeah. So, but it matches, you cool. know what I mean? But, like, yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, uh, Definitely makes more sense, and I'm an idiot. The moment in the trailer that I kept going back to watch, because one, yeah. I thought it was so funny, but it also came across my feet a lot, was Chris uh, Pratt, uh, Star-Lord. You know, it's just like, you just gotta look in the eyes of the oh, people yeah. you love and tell them <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then, like, you know, Chris Hemsworth just kind of, like, leans into it. It was yeah. so golden, and, like, Chris Hemsworth totally understands the character when he plays it in the Avengers and when he, when he plays it for Taika. And uh, I am, like I said, I'm just really excited for this movie. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And it seems like what, everything we saw could be chalked up in maybe like the first, first 30 act. minutes of the movie. Yeah, like just the setup, where they're at, where he's yeah. at in his life. And yeah. when, no, no conflict whatsoever. I love that. I love that he's just yeah. like, man, I'm going to retire. This is just like a, <clears throat> it starts off like I'm sort of like, a, uh, I don't know, coming of age story where he's like, I'm leaving that life behind and I'm becoming a new man. I'm living yeah. a peaceful life. Like, I, I, I think that's hilarious when you see all these other shows where like, 
dangers and like devils and demons and, and all Thor's these. I mean, there's no devils or demons in the MCU, but you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. There like, might be uh, though all, soon. Yeah. We're about to get vampires and Mephisto. gods and shit. So yeah, true. Like, bring them in. Bring them in. But yeah, no, I like that it's this whole thing. Like, I just want to retire and chill out, you know, kind of vibe. A great, this but, would be a phenomenal send-off for Chris Hemsworth, too. Like, yeah, you know, it's primed and ready, so. Hopefully. Uh, well, yeah. I guess I mean, one, yeah. my Go only concern it. at this point is just, like, I hope it lives up to the expectations yeah. that we surely all have after Ragnarok. And, like, you guys are saying, like, Taika, there's a lot of Taika in this trailer. Yeah. So, you know, you just I hope they don't overcompensate or anything like that and try to copy what Ragnarok did, but rather do something fun, keep yeah. it energetic, I guess. You know, as as fun as Ragnarok is, I think it could have had, for me, a little bit dose of more heart to it. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. a little bit. It's like it's a really fun movie <laughs> and it's a blast to watch and I put it on every single time. But I think, you know, having a little bit more heart would have made it perfect. And I'm thinking Love and Thunder is going to have just a little bit more heart than Ragnarok did. Ragnarok did. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. Guys, what did you guys think about Jane? I almost called her Jane, Jane Foster Thor. <laughs> Jane, Jane Thor. Thor. Jane Thor. <laughs> Jane Thor Foster. Y'all, she's uh, jacked. Y'all see those yeah, photos? Yeah, yeah, she is. She's jacked. Yeah. It's great. I mean, I was I'm excited. I'm I'm psyched, you know. I read that line when she actually came into play and it's not the same as Gore the God Butcher. That's they're actually like two different storylines and they're just merging them into this one. And I'm excited about it. I think it's cool. Yeah. You guys? I'm excited. I assume that's uh a uh pieced back together Mjolnir. Looks like it. Yeah. That she's wielding. Um, well, but yeah, yeah, I thought she looked badass. Uh, I'm very excited to see how that plays out, and especially the way that Crim Hemsworth reacts with uh, moments like that, like uh, with the Hulk and Ragnarok and stuff like that. Like, you know, I, you assume that it's going to play for laughs whenever that moment happens. Yeah, it'll be great. Luis, that reminds me, uh, you were going through a phase where you were not watching trailers or anything for MCU for a long time, (laughs) and it absolutely blew my mind that right before Thor Ragnarok, you were like, I almost had no idea that the Hulk was in this movie. Yes! Dude, Dude, that's my, yeah, that would have been such a great way to watch it. The the alternate universe that we would live in had Luis not known Hulk was in that movie, you know what I mean? I would have been just in shock, mouth dropped. I would have no idea. I, could, I wouldn't believe it. Everyone else in that audience would have known already that Hulk was in that movie. <laughs> yeah. And, you would like, <gasps> and then the rest of the audience just turns around in disgust. Like, yeah, <laughs> we've seen it in the trailer billions of times. Shut the fuck up. Bro, they say the <laughs> they... exact same line in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Why are you surprised? <laughs> no, but that, I mean, it's set up. To, they yeah. should have kept it out. Uh, I know, Wasted. but marketing, man. Well, fucking, yeah, uh, marketing just always wants to. It's like they're uncertain that people are going to go see the movie. You know, but then it's like every it's time, fine. Like what, every people time show up. People show up, and then they have this exact same conversation, no matter what the movie yeah. is. I would have loved to have known if or not known that X Y Z was going to happen. You know, sure. And it's just yeah. like we're ready to see these movies. Come on, man. 
You don't have to. I feel groom. like there was a time when it was like you get two trailers and that's it. You know, watch the movie. I was thinking. Like, I feel like that's what it used to be. And now there's like all these TV spots that they're releasing. I guess they've always been there, but the internet makes it more prevalent. Yes. But like, yeah. I, for like Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, oh I've been like collecting every trailer so I could, because I'm currently making, uh, you know, that song Hero by yeah. Chad Kroger uh-huh. and Josie Scott, I think his name, yeah. <laughs> Spider Man. We had a text conversation about that, and you were saying, well, I don't know how we got to it, but I said, I'm going to make, since Sam Raimi is coming back to Marvel, I'm going to make a Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness music video based on that song, Hero, Sam Raimi's first Marvel movie, you know, song. Uh, Let me tell you, it's coming together very nicely, but I've had to be on the hunt for these trailers. Every time there's a new one drops, because every trailer dropped, they give me like two extra seconds of, of new footage to use, and so I'm just peppering it in. Like, I had a good start. And most of it was done. And now it's almost really like this. I'm, all the gaps that I have left over are almost filled. Um, but all these trailers, I'm looking out for them. They always have a little bit of new scenes. And man, it is a lot of spots that are being released. And I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Like, I can't believe that I'm getting so much footage for a three and a half uh, minute music video. Luis, you know, like, Luis, tell them where they can see it. Where on social media can they find this video? You're gonna you're gonna be able to see that at Punch Drunk Nerd, Hell baby. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's where it's gonna be. We're gonna have we're gonna make hero music videos. Maybe not. I don't want to live up to that. But <laughs> yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to release it. I think I'm gonna probably release it like uh, the week of Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. So right, like dude. everybody's on the internet. They're all like, "Give me more Doctor Strange." You, you know what I mean? I'm first. hopefully I can hop on that algorithm wave, get picked up, and people guys, can watch. Please, please like and subscribe. Okay, please like and subscribe. It's going to be so good. I really like it. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, all all that to say is that they put too many trailers out there because it's making it very easy for me to put something together. Chris Nolan Uh, should edit everybody's trailer. Yeah. So, uh, what's it called? uh, Like, to end on this, I have so many thoughts on this, but uh, we'll probably talk more about Thor, Love and Thunder later. Um, But this trailer, this was... How did they phrase it? The... um, it had the less lead time for a trailer to come out before the movie. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh. if that makes sense. For a Marvel like, film, sh- right? For a Marvel film. Like, usually you, you see a trailer, like, months and months in advance. And this movie's coming out in July. Like, it's yeah, not this like... This is the first time we've seen a trailer. And the first time we're seeing it in April seems pretty late to a lot what a lot of people think. And it's because it is, like, the shortest uh, lead before it. And I Which said I- this before No Way Home, or, yeah, that... I, I I'd be content with just this trailer. Like the first trailer yeah. that came out for No Way Home, good. I'm golden. You really didn't need a whole lot going into that movie. Yeah, it's, it's, like you said, people are gonna show up. Yeah, just put Spider Man's coming to theaters July 2023. That's all you have to do, and people are gonna show up. I mean, exactly. It would probably they're gonna be ravenous. Even more interest. You know what I mean? Like, it, they're gonna be like, who are these people not giving us trailers? Yeah, man, they're insane. And people will be frothing at the mouth, waiting in line to see this new Spider Man that's never been seen, like not even a frame. Because like, how have bar- proven, daring and badass would that be? A proven product, you know what I mean? Already. You yeah. know people are gonna go there. Okay, if you if you don't if you don't promote Moon Knight, you know what I mean, no one's gonna watch it. Exactly. Agreed. But you don't promote Spider Man and all except to say Spider Man's coming out on this date. They're going to buy those yep. tickets day one, like every other time. It's like you put out, you, you know, three trailers a week. Yeah. People I mean, are I don't forgetting. Know what I'm talking about though. So, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it would make people would say, like, oh, we would never do that is kind of the reason why it would work. 
because it's yes. so ridiculous and radical. And people yes. be like, are these people insane? And it's like, yeah, we're kind of insane. And you know what? You're insane because they're <laughs> going to see this movie no matter what. Like, if you put an iconic, like, oh, I'm wearing the Batman. You I was know, just about uh, to thing. say. But when, th- when this logo came out on the poster. For the 1989 Batman movie. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like the same situation if you pull a really awesome spider logo. And that's it. And that was the only thing people had to use until the movie came out. There would be such an obsession over that icon. They would be making like shirts and hats and like tattoos yes. and, yeah. and all this stuff. Like that would be, that would become the new icon because people yeah. would have nothing else to obsess over. They did a similar thing. Warner Brothers did this for the last Harry Potter movie. Uh, the marketing was very minimal. Uh, the poster didn't even have Harry Potter on it. It was just a picture of Hogwarts. And uh-huh. then the date, uh, yeah. And then the the tagline, it all ends. Yeah, like, exactly. Date. I, and everyone That's has like, already seen six, what seven, six movies. Mm-hmm. They're gonna see the next one to wrap it up. You know, yeah. Why waste all this footage? Listen, <laughs> if you're in marketing and you're listening to this podcast, hit this us up it. at Punch Drunk Nerd and talk to us. We want a conversation. All right, we wanted we want to bring it out to the world to let them know what you're thinking. Like, why when I look at a poster and I see Brad Pitt and, and Angel, Angelina Jolie, does the text above them say Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, when you see those why posters and the names don't line up? Yes. yes. Yeah. I get it. I know there's I know contract why. reasons. I know. Yes. But it's bullshit. Like, I, my, my <laughs> UCD is going crazy here. Like, can you just flip the names? You know what that means, Luis? It just means whenever you see a poster like this, after you do this hero music video, <laughs> you should just start Photoshopping every movie poster. <laughs> Yeah, we'll Correcting. just post it on our feed. We'll put the right like title position for yes. each poster. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I think I'll do that. Um, oh yeah, you know we have our weekly uh oh Ezra Miller uh, oh. segment. <laughs> <laughs> Great name. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, Ezra Miller is in trouble again, folks. <laughs> and this was uh, like what just today or yesterday that this happened. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, oh, he uh, he was arrested again in Hawaii. Uh, I I saw the island, leave man. Hawaii, man. <laughs> I was see I saw a Reddit video where uh, I think they were looking at the the news or something of his like, uh, what's it called? When you take a picture in jail, <laughs> your your, your uh, mugshot, your mugshot. Mug yeah. <laughs> When they take okay. a picture in jail, yeah, they t- yeah. They- so when they look, uh, when they look at the mugshot, there's a person videoing it at a hotel. They see it on the news, his mugshot, and then he turns around, and then there's Ezra Miller just like talking to some girls and like hanging out, and he's like just still in Hawaii, like just chilling. Uh, and I thought that was just like visually, it just looked really funny. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's I like he's like believe, doesn't have a care in the world. I can't believe he's still there. You know why? Why haven't you like left? his lawyer? His lawyer, or maybe you can't. <laughs> He's I mean, bound. You can't leave the state. You can't leave the state until you've rectified these. Is that the right word? Uh, whatever. Deal with these charges. So uh, I was thinking about this today, and I think right. other people have said this as well. But you know, last week it was okay. Well, obviously, they're still going to release these movies, like D- the Dumbledore, the Fantastic Beast movies. That's that just came out anyway. Um, yeah. Spe- specifically to the Flash, it's like we kind of joked. The internet wanted the the TV show Flash, Grant Gustin Grant to be Gustin. Flash, and then this yeah. week there here we are again. It's like the same fucking conversation again. 
Um, but it was Grant's just, just in the corner, like shake. Last yeah. week, I was thinking you can't you can't reshoot the Flash. You know what I mean? It's already been shot. They're already setting up Batman. But then this week it happens again, and you're like, damn! You think Warner Brothers is thinking about that Kevin Spacey situation where uh, Ridley Scott <laughs> just like reshot all of those scenes with Christopher Plummer and kept the rest of the movie? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we about to just like erase Ezra Miller's Flash because it's not even out yet? Like, just I feel like they do it already. Yeah. You, they're gonna do what they did in uh, what's it called? Um, the Harry Potter ones, the new Harry Potter ones. Um, the oh, and then just change the Johnny Depp. Yeah, when they switched out. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Remember the look at movie, that. Just Ezra Miller is still in the Dumbledore movie. He could be, so, you know, he could be going into the multiverse, and he comes out as another as another actor. You know, it's like he gave, he had to give his all. That he had to switch yeah. bodies with another. Uh, Barry Allen, you know that's still his soul, yeah. but he had to physically go into another body, new actor, like uh, bada boom, bada the bang, you know, Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. That's true, they did that yeah. for Yeah, yeah, it was Colin Farrell, Jude that. Law, and Johnny Depp. You could have a movie marathon based on switching the, <laughs> the actor. <laughs> I don't know, Ezra. Uh, listen, I I am just now like. And especially with Discovery, you know, Discovery just bought Warner Brothers, and then they're saying. Yeah that the, the DC and the Justice League and all that has been a shit show and it needs to be retooled. It's like, damn, The Flash was supposed to reset all of that. And it's like, now just scrap everything. Just eat that cost. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I think everyone is just so sick of whatever they're going to try to do. It's like, <laughs> just give me something you know, different. The, the movies they can keep on the table are like the movies that are really on their own. Which is just pretty much saying Joker and the, the Batman and the new The Batman. You know what I mean? They're not connected, but yeah, they're still highly regarded, and we're finding those. It's like you know, they almost work together because they're not they they aren't in the same universe. If that makes sense, yes. Like yeah, if you're throwing away exactly. the Flash and Justice League, you might as well just throw the whole bunch, and then you got like these other two that you know are connected by them being not connected. Exactly, and you can't even be sad. If they do say goodbye, because we haven't built up that relationship with these characters. Not at all. You're talking about, like, the Justice League characters? Yeah. Yeah, just, like, if they start just fading them out after all of this, like, it's just like, okay, cool. Yo, tell me why I read a thread the other like day. Like a bot in the wind. The, I read a thread the other day that was like, Gal Gadot's not even that good of an actress. She's not even, yeah, no, go. I'm sorry. It was, she's not even that pretty. And I was like, oh, oh my god. How quick we turn. Yeah. yeah, on our own. I'm sorry. Didn't this movie or that movie just get an Oscar for fan favorite or some shit? Like best audience moment or Justice um, League? Yeah, yeah. That was because of Ezra Miller again. Another audience moment mm. <laughs> happening. And that scene was not that great, you guys. It just it really wasn't. The movie was not that great. No. Remember they came out with the black and white version. I was like, oh, I am not sitting through Still that. I actually tried to start it again recently because I was like, maybe uh -huh. I'll give it another go. And I watched a behind-the-scenes clip, and I said, no, it's not worth it. I don't need to even. Yeah. Have you guys been hearing or reading any of the stuff about Zack Snyder's new film uh, uh, that I was supposed know. to be like a Star Wars film? And oh, is that it? Oh. They didn't let it be, so he took it to Netflix, and it's his own sci-fi fantasy adventure now. And it's interesting. It deals with wars in the stars. Oh god! And 
and that's as much as I know. But um, yeah, they released a picture of Jaiman Huntsu in it, and admittedly he looks badass, but it's in black and white, and I was like, oh god, does like Zack uh... Snyder think like he's this hot shit with black and white now? Like it's slow motion, but it's black and white. I don't... Yeah. I don't know. I, I, just, I don't know I either. I, mean, he... I need a I need a Zack Snyder break. Yeah. Netflix, stop giving him money. Uh, HBO, YouTube. They can't because his other movie on Netflix, though, was the the Lost Vengeance, or whatever. The Army, Lost uh... Vengeance, or what was it? Lost... Army of the uh, Dead. Army of the Army Dead. Army of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. That thing won best audience, best blockbuster movie at the Oscars. If I was the, again, yeah, there was two. He won the Justice That's League cheer moment. That's and, a yeah. joke. Um, did he yeah. direct that this year's Oscars yeah, he did. or something? Oh, did. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I'm gonna give it to me. That's why you got that angle of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> He, knew, he fucked he up. Knew I was like, doing. the one thing he should have done in slow mo, and he didn't. Um, yeah. Anyway, well, fuck the well, DCEU. Uh, fuck the DCEU. But let me tell you, there's one man in the DCEU that I love. You know who he is? Mr. Danny Elfman, I knew you were gonna the composer say for the I was Batman. Wondering, yeah. All right. He is the man. Uh, you know, he performed at Coachella. Uh, which which one do you guys put this one in here? I put that there because I was drunk and I was on Twitter and I was just like, <laughs> I was just absolutely blown away that uh-huh. I, in my mind, that's not what Danny Elfman looks like. Like, I know Danny Elfman has orange hair or whatever, like Ed Sheeran, yeah. but he looked like a jacked Ed Sheeran. Like, he was like, he did, fuck yeah. you. All right, I'm thinking out loud. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I was just. He is. I was deceptively jacked. When he took his yeah. shirt off and he had all these tattoos, I had to go. That's not Danny Elfman. That's like a. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Same. That's like a front man. Uh, Danny Elfman to me is was like this tiny little orange haired man who was pale and who, who slouched a little bit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yes. Yeah, his best friend is Tim Burton. Yes, you know? like people that you wouldn't yeah. necessarily want to hang out with, but you'd also like hear what they have okay. to say. You know. Yeah, and then you Grab you it. see this clip of him, and it's like he had a really great ensemble. It was like a metal band played. He had the orchestra playing, and it was all like you know his big hits. And and obviously it's Danny Elfman. He's composed a lot of really good music, so that's really interesting. But it was just like, who knew? Yeah, <laughs> who knew? I I, I received. Uh, I first heard word of it at a work text chain. Somebody tw- texted a photo because they were at Coachella. They were there. They sent it to us. Yeah, they were there, a couple people, and they texted us a picture of, you know, him doing this thing where it's just like muscles and tap. Dot, dot, dot. Is Danny Elfman hot? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> and then someone else replied with another photo from their angle, and they said, confirmed, Danny Elfman is hot. That is incredible. But yeah, it's just like, I, I had the same situation where I looked at it, and I was like, wait, that can't be him. And it, yeah. I, it was blown away. So, you know, good, good, good for him. Yo, no uh, offense to Danny Elfman, but I get him and John Williams confused, like, frequently. What? Frequently. Not, no, now, yeah. I'm not, not, no, I'm not. Shut offended. up, Ed. Shut up. Now, I'm not talking about, like, musically or anything like that. I just mean, no, like, I'm still offended. they have, you know, such stature and weight in the film community mm. from, like, 30-plus years ago. 
So in my mind, they're really old. Yeah. And then Danny Elfman came you out there of... looking like just like a regular middle-aged guy. Yeah. Who goes to the gym and has money. Dude, I love it. <laughs> I, a dude who goes to the gym and has money. That's what I want to be. <laughs> You're have in great money. shape, Luis. What are you talking No, I want to have money. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, well, yeah. yeah. Let us sponsor... <laughs> sponsor this podcast to give us money. Danny. Danny Elfman, sponsor this podcast. Yeah, can you do the theme music for our podcast? Danny you Elfman? Ripped, How bro. wild would that be? That would be incredible. Well, you know, uh, I saw him do perform the Spider-Man theme song as well. Like, that must nice. have been uh, wild to see it live. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's Danny Elfman. Uh, performing in front of audiences and you know we got our next story here about uh the movie lineup for the Cannes film festival i'm guessing this one's you ed no i thought this was miguel miguel did uh, you put this no. one in here no <laughs> i mean no i'm just kidding it was <laughs> um of course it was me uh yeah so they just uh, announced uh the uh the lineup for in and out of competition movies and you know leading up to it for whatever reason there's always predictions as yeah it, you know but uh you know ken is cool to you know kind of showcases a lot of the bigger maybe more dramatic more indie movies coming out later in the year and then they also showcase you know the big budget films yeah uh, for instance out of competition this year they've got the finally uh, Top Gun Maverick, um, which, you know, I think it kind of looks cool. I might yeah. end up seeing that in theaters. Um, Baz Luhrmann's new film, uh, the Elvis biopic, Elvis, uh, which I think looks fucking great. And if anybody was going to direct that, I'm glad Baz Luhrmann yeah. did it. Um, and then 3,000 Years of Longing from George Miller uh, with Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton. Um, I don't really know much about it, but it's George Miller, so I'll give so, it a go. When you were saying in competition, out of competition, what does that mean? Yeah, because I thought I so interpreted it, it this is as like, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, I was interpreting it as like these movies will not be in the film yes. festival. Top Gun, Elvis, and Three Thousand Years of Long, and I was no, like, okay, so I know they what to will look be. For. They'll be essentially making a premiere at Cannes. Oh, but they oh. won't be it, like up for. Awards. It's like an exclusive. It's an exclusive premiere, and no, it won't be up for any awards. That's the out of competition. They're just like showcasing, maybe just like uh, again, big movies or big direct directors like George Mo uh, okay. Miller. The last movie he came out obviously was Mad Max, um, and so right. yeah, it's just like it's it's to like balance out all the artsy shit, yeah, coming out. Got and they usually, I, I don't know which one they've announced as opening the festival. Mm. It might not be one of these movies, but um, a lot of people were talking about like uh, Pixar's Lightyear being the opening movie. So they always have like a big event movie to open up yeah. the festival. And then, yeah, they go into the competition movies. Um, I feel like and Pixar really, would be the, an out of competition the, one, wouldn't they be? Sorry? I feel like Pixar would be an what? out of competition. Yeah, yeah. No, it would be out of competition. Oh, okay, okay. But it okay. would be like a big event movie. Got it. The festival. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, really, I just wanted to highlight some of the movies that I'm excited for. 
because uh, again, Ken highlights just like big directors coming out with their latest movies. So uh, you got uh, the director of the artist coming out with his latest movie, Z, uh, and I could try and pronounce his name, Michael Hazanavicious. Oh, Hazanavicious. Um, and then David Cronenberg's uh, Crimes of the Future, which I don't know if you guys saw the trailer for that, with uh, Viggo Mortensen. I saw the poster. Yeah, it looks uh, freaky as hell. Uh, like he's going back to his body horror yeah. uh, origins. Uh, I recommend the trailer. It looks eerie as fuck. Um, Stars at Noon by Claire Denis, who did that really fucked up movie uh, High Life with um, Robert, Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Yeah, that's a crazy movie. Uh, Armageddon Time by James Gray, who did Ad Astra. Uh, the winner of the Palme d'Or back in 2018, uh, Hiru Kazu Koreeda. He's coming out with a new movie, Broker. Uh, and Shoplifters was his Palme d'Or winner back in 2018, and that's a really good movie. That was like almost like Parasite before Parasite. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, a much more scaled down, but it's kind of the same premise. You've got this like this family of crooks or con people uh it's a lot darker i guess i don't know parasite's pretty dark but anyway it's a good movie it's on hulu if you want to check it out uh and then the new uh park chen wook movie uh decision to leave and i don't know anything about what it's about but uh park chen wook he did the original old boy uh the handmaiden and uh, movie Stoker. So, yeah, he's cool. Very excited. Oh, that's really cool. And that's I like, uh, yeah, I like that you brought these in. It really helps to, like, give us some movies to look forward to that are a little bit on a smaller scale that we might, you know, just miss. Yeah. Um, a couple of, ever... yeah, probably foreign language, mm. uh, a lot of them. But, yeah, I mean, Broker, you, you said Broker's on come Hulu out, right now? Not broker. Um, that's coming out. Oh, shop shoplifters. That's the one was, that yeah. he won for at the last, okay. not the last can, but way back when in 2018. Oh, cool. The before so, time. Well, yeah, yeah, these are good. The before before time. Uh, so yeah. Uh, but that that wraps up my can. I just uh, you know, expect yeah. Like, is, a lot of uh, is intake, cans uh, is cans where there's that one. Flip of uh, Quentin Tarantino's movie, maybe Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or something, where the cameraman is like really close to their faces while they're getting like a standing ovation. No, I thought that was the Oscars. No, that's not the Oscars. I don't know if that's can. I'm for sure it was a festival. I, I, don't I don't think, think they. The I don't think they. They don't air can. But you know like, what I'm talking about, though, right? Like, where they got, like, really awkwardly close. Yeah, yeah, and it it's was, super like, uncomfortable. Because it was already, like, a long standing ovation, which makes me think it was at the end of a movie premiere. Anyway. I don't know. Okay. I thought it was just somebody getting a Lifetime Achievement Award, and they were on the front row. And I swear to God, I thought you were going to come in clutch with that fact, that little factoid. <laughs> and uh, here I am just drowning in this, uh, the pool that I'm Sorry. I That's okay. Well, uh... Well, could be can. You never know. They are known for their standing ovation. I will say it is sure. cans. Yep. Yep. You heard it here first. 
The can uh, is. We got we got our last news segment here. Uh, it's called ads and PS Xbox games? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I added that extra question mark. That's good. Um, Miguel. You know, I should remind myself that you were going to read these things just like straight. And, uh, <laughs> it's like I on could, the script teleprompter. I could, I, just do, read I could do better. <laughs> I could do better about prompting us into this. Next time I will. This was just no, like. It's okay. Sometimes. Sometimes I, tr- I do try to work them in pretty good, and then that was just a lazy. We got, you know, let's just get. We don't even. On the next we don't time. even have to talk about it. We don't even have to talk yeah. about it long. I was just reading today before we got here that PlayStation and Xbox are going to start putting in games and uh, ads into games. The specific That's example crazy. was like if you were playing uh, like a sports game in an arena, uh, okay. that the screen in the arena would be playing an ad or something while you right while you're playing. And I was just like, "That's some uh, Black Mirror shit right there." That is crazy. Uh, well, I mean, that's the most organic way to do it, huh? You know, it's just like... I would rather see an ad on a Jumbotron while I'm playing, like, a dumb sports game or a racing game. Right. Than, like, if yeah. I'm playing The Last of Us Part 3 and they're like, now take a Dorito break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they I have that technology. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it, I Well, I don't know anything about it, but, I mean, first off, I guess people will tolerate it because people are addicted to their games. But uh, you trying to say something? Ed? I no, I just feel like face. You know, just like <laughs> we don't tolerate ads in our day to day TV and or movie watching. It's just like why, why, but, why are they trying to incorporate that now? And why not do it during like I don't know when we spend five minutes waiting for a game to load or something like that. Well, that's the thing, actually, Ed. That you mentioned that I won't even. We're not going to get into it. But if you happen <laughs> oh. to click on this link, it said. That uh, some people were already upset because last year I'm trying to find it the specific example, but there was a couple of games last year where that happened in a, an unskippable ad in your load screen, and uh, they had to take that down because people complained about it. Oh, well, people are idiots. And also, uh, Ed, you that, also that's... added the last video game you remember was like a PS3 where it took nine years to load. The PS5 <laughs> baby, no one has time for ads on a PS5. We're we're getting to it. Okay. Yeah. We don't have load yeah. screens. They're gone. Okay. They're gone. A hundred percent. It had to be but... like that one second Super Bowl commercial of Miller High Life. Yeah. Like that that aired like almost ten years ago, where he's just like High Life, and that's it. You know. Do you remember that commercial? No. Well, go to YouTube.com and look for Miller High Life one second video, and by God, you're gonna find it. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Uh, that I mean, yeah, I'd rather have them put it in sports games because it makes sense. It's like just, where, it's where it part of the sense. world. Yeah. You know, when you watch a movie and sometimes it's like really atrocious, the ad placement, and sometimes you're just like, oh, I could really go for a truly right now, you know? Just as long yeah. as it's <laughs> just as long as it's organic. I sometimes I'm susceptible as hell. You know what I mean? They put on a McDonald's commercial, I'm like, Well, let's get in the car. Let's get some big flurries. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a fun time, you know. <laughs> I'm sponsor loving it. Us. McDonald's sponsor us. Yeah. Um well, you know, that was News of the Week, sponsored by McDonald's. Da, 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 da. We're loving it. Moving on to Verizon's Moon Knight review. Uh, just kidding. Verizon is not sponsoring us. I'm with AT&T. Uh, Moon Knight 104 came out, The Tomb. Um, yeah, what, uh, what are your all thoughts on The Tomb, this almost quasi-horror episode? Uh, yeah, this was like uh, definitely... Um... 
a kick up in pace from last week's episode. Uh, it felt like to me, I thought it was uh, back to its fun old ways again. It's very charming. It's got some like mummy ele- elements. Finally, yeah. Yeah, like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and the mummy, I guess, just like the risen dead um, and dealing with like uh, the whole um, mummification. I guess I assume that's what they were doing to that one guy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. I mean, it was. I thought it was fun, and it obviously had a fun twist right in the middle of it. So, uh, spoilers for anybody who hasn't watched it yet. But yeah, um, yeah. I found I myself. Mean, what did you guys? Think? I found myself much more invested in this episode, even though the last couple of weeks I was like, uh, okay, I kind of liked it the first time. The night was only in it one little bit, but I wish he was in it more. And this episode, he's not in it at all. Yeah, 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 at all. Uh, but it is except in the shape of a toy. It's still uh, very engaging. Uh, and I, knowing that there was a twist, because uh, I don't want to point any fingers, but uh, Luis IGN said that there was a huge twist. Oh the, yeah, I know. Like I can't review, believe it. And they that. gave it like a nine out of ten. And so I was yeah. like, okay, so there's something big to pay attention to. But for me, I was already kind of just watching it, and I got into it, and I kind of forgot it was coming. And and I, whatever I thought the twist was going to be, I, I wasn't expecting it to be where they went. Yeah. And, I uh, was afraid that the twist was going to come too late, like, in the last, yeah. like, one minute. And it's believe. like, tune in next week. And I was like, dude, I'm going to get so pissed off if that happened. They but they really did it. They, we got to live there. to that moment. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, and I, I kept thinking, I don't want to look. Sometimes <laughs> I can feel the end of episodes coming, so I'll see how, m- how many minutes are left, just so I can kind of like yeah. plan it out in my head. And uh, you know, I didn't want to move when it like switched all of a sudden. I was just like, mm-hmm. "What is happening?" And I was trying to tell myself, "Okay, they're telling you it's this, or they're telling you it's that." And then by the end of it, I was like, "I don't know," but it was good. I enjoyed this episode a lot more. Yeah, it was. Uh... What did you guys... Uh, go ahead. Sorry, oh, no, go ahead. Ed, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, what I was going to say, what did you guys think in the moment that, so he gets shot uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, wakes up and he's in this mental asylum or whatever. Like, what did you guys think in that moment? What was happening? I thought he was just like, oh, he's stuck in his head and now we're just seeing him in his head, like going through some sort of head prison. But as it went on, I was like, oh, he's in some sort of like psychic dimension or whatever you know what i mean where he went into the water and it had that really beautiful artistic like looking shot of just like him floating away yeah um and i don't know it, it has to be some sort of like maybe i thought it was like purgatory a ritual uh, you thought it was what like purgatory oh, purgatory it could be yeah i i think it could definitely be like a purgatory dimension or something. which is why he's like Everything able to like dimension. speak to himself as two bodies that was or, cool as a person yeah, yeah. And there are more uh, of those coffins, sarcophagus, sarcophagus, in those rooms, you know what I mean? Waiting to come yeah. out. So I was kind um, of with you, Luis. I was thinking initially, oh, it's like, um, you know, he, he just created this whole story in his head and he's actually crazy. And I remember them talking about, they were going to talk about like mental illness and this and that. Okay, so this is the, the take on the story or whatever. But then, like, the more you go through that scene, it, you're right, it's like sarcophagi 
all over the place. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, all these little hints and stuff. And it's like, okay, it's, I don't think I'm actually in this real place. I think I'm in his head. And then it's just like, and then it ends on this, hip, on this hippo. And I was like, I yeah. don't, well, the hippo, don't know the hippos I met, the hippos I met, the God. That's oh. who they're digging up. That's who they're digging up. They have the, oh, the head of a sure? hippo, the body of I a thing, and the body of the head of a. I thought she had the head of a alligator because that's what I wrote oh, down in our notes. Shit. The goddess. Uh, you are so right because you're, that's why we say later gators. You're right because it has the gator in the front, dude. You're so right. That's I just why fucked we say up. later gators. <laughs> well, that's why. The- <laughs> That's why they say later gators. A, okay, hold on. That's why they say later it's gators. It's a reference and, back to ancient Egypt, Miguel. They're saying God, it in Moon Knight, <laughs> and I took it from Moon Knight, but Moon Knight is taking it from, you know, this thing. Uh, uh, and Ahmed uh, is the head of an alligator. Okay, gotcha. There's like a, you know, they're sprinkling yeah. in. Because, yeah. like, immediately oh, oh after God. that happened, uh-huh. I have to tell you guys, I watched this twice today, because the first time, whenever it, you know, the, it, the twist happened. I was like, "Oh, Tarret, you wrote this in the in the yeah. runner show." <laughs> yeah, Tarret. Is that Tarret? I don't know. Uh, Let's go with your pronunciation. Tarret. No, yeah. I like that. Um, yeah. So I immediately googled it. I was just like, uh, "Egyptian god with a head of a hippo," and that's what I got. So that was interesting. Uh, and maybe anyway, with the description that I got on Google, anyway. Maybe that's why she's there in that scenario. Because we were looking at all these uh, gods that were locked away, right? Um, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, previous yeah. Episode. totally. Yep. So maybe one of them. Um, is... These are she's other gods one of them, away. but she's like in this realm. If you, for yes, lack of a better yes. word, this like uh, because her her description as a, she's a goddess, she was. Thought to help women in labor and to ward off evil spirits and demons who intended to harm, you know, the mother and the baby. But, you know, they could have that as more of like a motherly nurturing figure in this realm taking care of people with. Because she is like very friendly in her response to them. Yeah. Yeah. She literally says hi, right? Yeah. (laughs) Hello. Like, hi. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, th- this must. I don't be know. Some we might be like, like, like getting ready. Yeah. yeah, we might be getting ready to meet a bunch of the Egyptian gods yeah. right now. I don't know. There, yeah, he's definitely in another like place. You know what I mean? Uh, and he's so familiar. It might be just like within Stephen's mind. I don't think it's in Stephen's. I don't think all this has happened in Steve. Well, I mean, it's an outer I, I, or inner body experience. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Inner body. Uh, That's good. Obviously, we're like we have no idea until next week, but uh, and this is purely you know speculation. Uh, just I feel like his together. mind is in another dimension. Is what I is what I'm thinking. Is what I'm saying right okay. now. You think I'm it's putting my money on the table route? and his because they had this whole about line about psychicness and blah blah blah. I think mm. his psychic like persona or psychic soul or whatever is like floating around, you know, somewhere. It's just like you know, Doctor Strange when they like punched or when uh, the ancient one punched Doctor Strange and his aura came out. You know, could be a situation where that thing's floating around in some sort of trap dimension with the rest of these gods. You know, mm-hmm. um, yo, after Doctor and then Strange, they have to come back to our realm after Doctor Strange and uh, Wanda. I almost said, <laughs> I almost said Wanda Sykes. Um, <laughs> 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 um, 
y'all know who I'm talking about, uh, Scarlet Witch. You know, after they can do yeah. all these things, it's like, you know what, if Moon Knight wants to do a realm, you know what I mean? Fuck it. Everyone's, realms are the new yeah, hot thing, baby. Shang-Chi has a realm, you know, that Absolutely. they dimension. So. Thor talks about have nine one. realms at one point, too. So yeah. just like, yeah, we've been talking about realms, baby. Yeah. Well, there's also nine Egyptian gods, right? Whoa. Ed. Coming in you hot. You caught both of our eyes wide open Bro, on that ca- one. You caught my attention, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Put your phone down. Just, <laughs> look at <laughs> I just listened to uh, Stephen. Um, right? I, like, he corrects uh, Donna on that, or whatever her name was at the beginning of the series. She... Uh, because the marketing to the museum yes. like oh, a big poster. They're talking right. about only seven, mm-hmm. but there's actually nine. So maybe that's Look relevant. Look at you. Damn. Look at you. Ed, cracking the code. Ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> Ed, I texted you in the middle of this episode, and I said, Ed, how did you watch it yet? Oh, yeah. And, uh, I did, uh, yeah. Uh, and you got back to me about it. But I was saying, I was surprised right in the middle. That they used the word plonker. Plonker. Right? Every week with this fucking accent, my guy. I just the Englishisms are nonstop. I mean, I would love to get like some sort of survey or poll going with our UK listeners, where they would just yeah. tell us like how ridiculous it is that they use these words every single episode. It's like they try uh, so hard to find one to fit them in. Yeah. I know. No, I texted Ed about Alexander the Great being like the big mummy in this episode or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. You know, Ed, you're a big Alexander the Great fan. I am. Uh, that was very like I told you, Miguel. It like that when they mentioned that when he mentioned uh, this is Macedonian hieroglyphics. Did you go? Uh-huh. I, yeah, I was just like what. <laughs> I was like, because that's that amazing. Is, I love that, that for you, Ed. That is like a great, yeah. That's like a really intriguing mystery that throughout history, one of the greatest uh, historical figures. Uh, people don't know where he was buried. Uh, so whenever they alluded to that, and then finally just said it, I was just like, "Whoa, <laughs> yes!" Good. Like I'm here yeah. for this. This is about to be an Alexander the Great. Uh, quest hell yeah like oh man I, like i almost hope that like the new indiana jones movie is indiana jones and the tomb of alexander the great you can um, only hope but if you don't i could if you don't get that you have this you know i have this now <laughs> no i think that was such a fun and you know people do know alexander the great so when you hear it it's not just like some random thing that goes over your head i, yeah. I mean people can recognize that and yeah no I, that was a very cool moment i was very excited and it's not like unfounded a lot of people believe he is buried somewhere in egypt uh a lot of people think alexandria i can't remember where they are here but uh yeah no very cool so how did you feel how did you feel that. when he defiled that corpse Ed? oh uh, yeah was that like, was well a- nobody in their right mind were who respected all of that archaeology would do that. Like Indiana Jones might do that, I guess. He would do it. Uh, the world yeah, at stake here. Yeah, all right, yeah. Ed, you know, half the population. Well, no, you're right. Half, you're but... right. Uh, so yeah, um, that was yeah, that was awesome. I but like Sarah and I have watched uh, some of these like uh, Discovery Channel or documentaries that they have on Disney. One of them is about like Alexander's tomb. 
and stuff. And, you know, you see all of these people in these documentaries who take such care with mummies and opening sarcophaguses, and they'll only do a layer at a time because they don't want the oxygen to corrode everything on the inside and yada yada. So you're thinking just like, oh, well, there goes like however many thousands of years Absolutely. of preservation <laughs> in a second. And oh, yeah, he is shoving his hand down his throat, naturally. Um, so, yeah, you know, whatever. For the whatever thing they were trying to find, they found it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. What they were trying to find, actually. But. They were trying to find the little statue that's holding uh, Ahmet Capture. Remember when Conchu, uh, they were like, right. he was doing the things like, they're going to get me, they're going to get me for this one. You know what I mean? And oh, they, because they, she was the voice of. Yeah. Or like, his, they, they're saying that Alexander was the. Avatar. Uh, the Avatar of. Yeah. Which is so great. It's so fun. Like, what a fun little. Yeah. Yeah. I nerded out there, guys. For sure, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that scene, and I like the, uh, the what's it called, that m- monster scene when it was just going around, going, that was cool. Yeah, like walking around and using his bone as a weapon uh, <laughs> to go after her. Uh, there were yep. some cool, like, little like uh, horror moments in here that I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. Um, when uh, but... she was like on the edge, and it was like on the backside of that edge. I didn't, you didn't uh-huh. even know you could do that kind of deal. And then it like sticks its hand through and tries to catch yeah. it. That was, I mean, this, this, I guess because it was such a horror element early on into it that I was so yeah. invested. I wanted to know exactly what was going to happen. One of them to get through. It's, yeah. Can we talk about the little, uh, love triangle situation? Oh Yeah. Uh, I think it's absolutely adorable that Layla and Steven. Uh, Steven are kind of hooking up, uh, and then only for Mark to punch Steven in the face after he kisses <laughs> her. That was great. Um, again, the, the physical comedy never dies in this show. Uh, but yeah, I, I I was enjoying that. I was just curious if you guys... Uh... I want to say I called two moments in this episode, and it was... Uh, as soon as he kissed her, I said, okay, Mark's going to punch him in the face. And then he punched him in the face. And then that was right after she had like, you know, scaled down into the cave or whatever. And they cut to her and then right above her, it's really tall. Uh, there's like an opening, a light in the ceiling. I said, he's going to fall through that and hit the ground. (laughs) And I was just like, yo, fucking Hollywood, Disney. I'm right here, baby. I'll write all these scripts. If you give me a second, Miguel, I think I have a medal for you somewhere. There it is. Oh. I fucking called that, too. Actually, I have it right here. Ed's going to provide a medal. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, hey, good call. I didn't see any of what was coming in this episode, so hey, hey. I will say, uh, at the very beginning of the show, when they're running away from that car, I was thinking, like, oh, yeah. these are the laziest people. <laughs> looking for a person she just hit it in the car and they're like well she's not in there you know like just drove around it's like you just get off and look inside clearly where else would they be hiding in the desert there's, there's one no place <laughs> and then she throws a bomb at the bullets and she's sticking at her head out with mark at the behind too just widely open and those bullets were i mean they're dead you know like just flying at them but whatever that was the only like kind of gripe that i had at the beginning <laughs> 
I I was very uninterested in what was going on at the beginning because I don't yeah, even yeah, remember yeah. It, why it was happening at first. Yeah. You know, I was just like, I don't know who these guys are. Um, it really kicked in when uh, that monster came out for me. Mm. You know what I mean? I think oh, really? Came out, I got more. I got more interested. Uh, I uh, I when they got to the tomb. That was. Oh, when that's I true. Started. The love, the love triangle was really fun as well. I forget that that was really fun. Um. um yeah, it was a fun episode. Uh, kind of after last week's episode, like we said, there's got to be a little bit of exposition here and there, but uh, this one felt like it got back on track. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, I I'm yeah. I, I like this vibe. I wish they had a little bit of more of this, in the last one, but uh, no, it was really fun. I really liked. It. I can't wait for the next. There's only episode. There's only two, two left. left, right? Yeah. yeah. So what do we think, real quick? Like, uh, is he gonna wake up and he's just like in a hospital bed somewhere, or Ethan Hawke has saved him or resurrected him? I think he's gonna be like still in those tombs, like in a ritual, and he's like on top of the tomb, and they're trying to do something or something. Yeah, thank you, God. I was hoping for I was hoping for insight, and I got it. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, well, I said I'll, he wasn't uh, going to be in the hospital, but I knew he wouldn't be there. How about that? That's amazing. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. All right. Yeah. Uh, let me take that question and uh, go fuck myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. H- hire me, Marvel. I won't leak anything <laughs> with that type of you know, yeah. journalism. What about you, Miguel? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, I tell you, I have no idea. I'm sure. I don't even know if I care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, incredible. Well, that wrapped up Verizon's Moon Knight discussion. Um, we are heading into Apple's what are we into segment, <laughs> or what are we not into segment. Uh, Miguel, uh, you know, hit hit us with your best shot. Okay, cool. So I, I did not watch this whole show. I've watched three episodes, and it's basically like the last three episodes. Um, I was sick all weekend and I finally came back to the land of the living and my wife was watching, uh, the dropout on Hulu. Uh, uh, the dropout is about, uh, uh, oh my God, blanking on her name. Uh, Holmes. Uh, what's her name? Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes. No, you're thinking of Casey Anthony. That's like murder. Uh, this is more like corporate bad doings. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, but no, yeah, you know, Ed, oh. you're familiar. She, yeah, she like l- said that they could take all these blood tests with like a tiny yeah. drop of blood and ended up getting like sued for fraud. And now she right. may be going to jail. They're still deciding. Uh, this show, I only watched three episodes of it and I was already so hooked. Uh, so I, uh, oh, that wow. we, we watched the documentary about it afterwards. Uh, and, uh, she's such an interesting character. And it's like kind of wild that she was able to lie to so many people and create this like nine billion dollar business, uh, and basically just bullshit her way through it. Like you have each one of you has BSed something in your life, uh, but you didn't make nine billion dollars out of it, you know? Yeah. And it's sure, yeah. And it's like <laughs> it's incredible that someone could do it. Like she went from being like the Forbes like one of like the hottest and I mean like up and coming, like most interested, yeah. whatever, uh, person alive to the worst 
in like a couple of years because it came out that she lied but it's she's still just as interesting to me you know like how do you get away with something like that i don't know it was good yeah she, no, she just like yeah. went around convincing people that she was already very successful right yes. and and just managed to keep a straight face throughout what this. i'll say yeah. about the show is we je- we watched the documentary hbo did uh right after and so it was incredible to see the real people compared to the people that they had uh that the actors that they cast on the show they were yeah. very spot on i couldn't believe I mean, just how perfect of casting each character from like the tiniest character to, you know, the main one. Amanda Seyfried uh, nails Elizabeth Holmes. She does the voice and everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, two thumbs up. That's good. I was I was curious about it. Uh, I haven't seen the documentary. I've just heard so much about it. It seems really interesting. It, it's, it reminds me, I saw the show uh, Inventing Anna on Netflix. Mm. Uh, and it's, yeah. the same, it's the same idea of just like, people bullshitting their way seeing that they're successful and people not questioning about it and just seeing like, oh yeah you got rich status i'm not gonna it's not polite to question someone who's like super rich yes you know super successful so i just let it fly and you know you just keep bullshitting all these people and it becomes you know it lifts you up at a certain point but uh yeah okay cool check it out and these people definitely but you said three episodes are out right uh no the whole show that's what i mean the whole show oh, the whole show the whole show's out and i just happened to catch the last few as Kristen was finishing it and i was just right. like dude this is the most interesting person i've seen in a while are you gonna go back and watch it uh probably because we've kind of been on that train we did impeachment we did and now we watched dropout i don't know it's something about like real life uh, dramatizations that seems to be yeah, like yeah. a hot genre in the Sanchez household right now. So, well, you should watch you should watch Inventing Anna if you're still if you're into that type of like okay. genre of you know, fictional, nonfiction, whatever. Dude, I'm down. Uh, uh, I was gonna follow up with you real quick before we move on. Was are you still um watching Marvelous Miss Maisel? Yes. So we finished okay. season two. I I'm so. <laughs> I'm going to give Kristen, she's going to love to know that I did not write down that we watched season two of Miss Maisel, but you're still bringing it up. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, I am definitely cold on this show. I'm definitely making myself watch it. But at the same time, <laughs> okay. at the same time, at the end of each episode, I'm like, but it was really good. Like, fuck, yeah, yeah, these yeah. characters are very engaging, um, especially in season two. They're so much more richer. They're, they're, um, their storylines are, are more complex. Uh, they started the season. I said this a couple episodes ago. They started the season with the mom fleeing to Paris because she was like going through kind of like a midlife crisis and, and just like how much more believable these characters are in season two versus season one. It is very good. Um, Alex Borstein, she plays the, the manager, um, the comedy, the, I don't know why I just said the comedy. Miss <laughs> um, <laughs> Maisel, her manager, um, and uh, she in the first season I thought she was very off-putting, which is kind of like her character. She's meant to be off-putting. People are not supposed to like her. But by the this at the end of this season, you're just like, yes, I really love what you do for Miss Maisel. Uh, even even Miss Maisel uh, Midge's ex-husband who walked out on her, like he is all of a sudden given like a much better light, and he comes to her defense and. 
you can kind of see the three of them working as this like team to like make her successful. Uh, and uh, as like I, I started this by saying I wasn't into it. I'm I'm having to make myself watch it, but I'm actually engaged. And uh, wow. so we're going into season three here probably any day now. Probably tonight after I tell my wife that we're talking about it. So uh, I, uh, I I I'm glad you like it. I, I'm um, like I said I haven't seen. The new season, which is season four. four, I believe. Yeah. So I'm going to let you know. So let me know so I can jump on the train. I'll tell you what, you, me, and, and whoever's listening at Punch Drunk Nerd, okay? That's right. We'll do a season four Maisel Watch. Stream, have our, our, streaming uh, it on Twitch. Marvelous Mrs. <laughs> Maisel Mondays on up. Twitch. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Sorry. Go continue on with, with all this stuff you're going. I just wanted to. No, I'll wrap up. Okay. I'll wrap up with this thought. I just happened, and I won't talk about it too long. I just happened to watch the Hot Ones episode. You guys know Hot Ones on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great. Uh, I watched the Hot Ones episode. I just. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna dig into it. You know what I mean? Everyone knows. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, just, <laughs> I just watched the Dave Grohl episode today. Um, because I was just hanging out chilling. Uh, it came out a few weeks ago. It came out pre, you know, the Foo Fighters, the the drummer from Foo Fighters just you know, passed away recently. This happened uh, yeah. bef- right before that it was released. And I have to say, it is one of the best Hot Ones episodes I've ever watched. Uh, I'm so late to it. It's been out for like three, four weeks now. But uh, it really is so good. Um uh, Dave Grohl shows up and it says, "Not only are we going to eat wings, but I'm going to make cocktails while we eat these wings." And so, and, oh, and, oh, and do shots. And so they do shots the entire episode. And so Sean Evans, who is so good at interviewing and asking really great questions, that's like the whole reason Hot Ones has been on for this long. Um, you get to kind of see the reverse where Dave Grohl is basically talking to him a lot because Sean Evans is uh-huh. just getting plastered <laughs> off of these <laughs> shots. And they're having such yeah. a good time. And uh, at one point, um, at one point, Dave Grohl goes, uh, I got a confession to make. <laughs> and Sean Evan goes, I got a confession, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> to Dave Grohl, I was in tears. <laughs> like, to his face, he did the Dave Grohl impression. <laughs> oh my god i, I really how want to look at it right go now. on for because obviously there's like a time lapse uh, but like how long are these episodes because uh, i've never watched a full episode it's usually like a clip. so i'm the same way Ed. i normally am not i don't normally sit and watch all these episodes um, yeah but they're about i mean sometimes like 30 to 40 minutes and uh, i've just been happened to to watch a lot of clips lately that this came across my feed and i said okay i'll watch it to kill time and i mean <sighs> I was tears. I was having such a good time in this episode. I want to seek it out. Yeah. Good. I'm yeah, promoting I'm it, it up right here, right now for free. Uh, if, if you know, like, you know, if you know Sean Evans, and you know how, like, when all these people are eating these wings and they're just exploding, he's just <laughs> badgering them with the questions. And so <laughs> the fact that he's just getting, like, wasted and is just being ab- absolutely hilarious. silly i was just like i love you know dave broken hey he's just like totally and fine. he's so okay, chill but... i wasn't sure yeah. you know what i mean because like uh no i don't have any hate for him or the foo fighters or anything but i'm just like I, I don't happen to be a fan and uh i was just like okay i mean he's very popular i'll that's one i'll see what he says but he just seemed like such a chill dude uh I was yeah like, 
That's one thing you hear consistently about him. Yeah. It's like he's just the nicest person. Um, yeah, he's very earnest. So, like he loves yeah. music. You know, he loves like the whole process. It's really nice, grounded. Yeah. So, uh, well, good. If you haven't seen, if you haven't seen that episode of Hot Ones, I'm not even. I can't believe I'm promoting Hot Ones right now. Watch it. It was it was <laughs> really good. No, I'm on board. That's hilarious. Um, uh, and that's it. That's it for done. me. So, Ed, take it away. Uh, you know, it was a busy uh, Easter weekend, so I didn't really watch much of anything. Rewatched the Batman, came out on HBO Max on Monday, got all caught up on the bonus material that they have currently on HBO Max. Um, HBO Max, one more time, just so they can send us money. Um, and uh, the uh, I started what me and Sarah started from a recommendation from some friends. We started watching uh, Dairy Girls on uh, Netflix. Is uh, either of you familiar with this? I just know them. From, yeah, uh, from the poster, I was going to say. Yeah. I was. Okay. I said I, I only know them from the Great British Baking Show. They were like surprise guests for like a Christmas episode. Oh, really? Yeah, I think uh, they showed up and they were like, okay. oh my god. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So it's basically just like an um, uh, Irish uh, comedy. It's, uh, it's told in a very English fashion. It's like six episodes per season, 20-minute episodes. Uh, so it, it goes by really quick. It's very silly, but it's very sincere. Like The characters are very over-the-top. It's like this group of teenage girl uh, friends in the early 90s during the, the Troubles, as it were. And it... Um, yeah, it's just like they get into stupid shit. I'm only like four episodes into the first season, but they just like basically get into shenanigans. They're funny, but never quite so serious. Where it's just like uh, these kids really infuriate me, kind of thing. It's just kind of like hysterical comedy in a way, kind of almost like in the same vein as Peep Show, Miguel. Oh, okay. Um, so not not in not told in that perspective, you yeah. know, that it's not as cringy as all that, but uh, it's fun characters and uh, we've been enjoying it so far. And I, they're just airing the final season in the UK, which will come out here maybe next year. So um, yeah, looking forward to carrying on with that. Uh, you guys were talking about uh, those kind of like true crime dramas that are kind of popping up right now. Uh, the Shrink Next Door, uh, you know, not like full-on crime crime, but if you know the story about that, I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago. It's got Will Ferrell, Paul Rudd, it's on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, basically about how this shrink kind of took over the life of this one business owner uh, in uh, New York. Uh, basically, for 27 years, kind of had his fingers in everything, every element of this man's life, including living in his uh, mansion in the Hamptons. Uh, anyway, we, we wrapped up this one, and it was good. Uh, would recommend. It's kind of just like Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd at the most, like, kind of toned down and sincere. Did you get? Did you already get to the, uh, the tree episode? Yeah, yeah, we finished it. You finished okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you finished yeah. the whole thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. it was the tree was the tree uh section in the podcast itself. 
Sarah know that? Yeah, Sarah said, yeah, that was a big thing. And Sarah, one one of big, uh, Sarah's biggest things is that it just missed out a lot of key elements, and obviously that's just for, you yeah, know, sorry. adaptation's sake. Because uh, they they do make a lot of big time leaps. Like I said, it, it's over the course of 27 years, so right. they do take some really big jumps. But yeah, like, Will Ferrell's <laughs> character doesn't talk to his family during that time. Uh, so, like, when he finally does reach out to them again, like, uh, his niece is, like, 20, in her late 20s, and she's a lawyer and stuff like that, and, you know, he was, like, their favorite uncle, and so they're, you know, it's hard to welcome him back into the fold. Of course, he's, like, all paranoid about the shrink, um, and I think that they just officially announced that that guy's, uh, Paul Rudd's character, the Doctor, he only just got disbarred. Like, he's been practicing even though all of this shit has been going on. Yeah, they were, they, he was attempting to sue him for all the stuff that happened, and it took him, like, yeah. ten, ten seven almost. to ten years or whatever, like, just to, like, finally some, pin him down. Yeah. Uh, I guess because over time they got more people to... There's another show, Miguel, you can watch. The same, yeah. same thing. Uh, and then yeah, lastly, the only thing I squeezed in was um, we were talking last week about everything, everywhere, all at once. And uh, Luis, I shared that DGA podcast yeah. with you. Uh, talk, uh, did you get to listen to that? I didn't. I didn't get. I had a busy uh, day today, but I, I'm really excited to look. At it's this. a really good listen. It's one of those interviews where they actually kind of get into some of the details that you actually want to hear about, mm -hmm. um, just like their process and their techniques and stuff. Uh, anyway, they mentioned uh, one of their shorts that they did about 10 years ago. Uh, a lot of what they did in the early days, they published on Vimeo. And uh, so one of their first short films was called Puppets. Uh, it's like two minutes and 50 seconds tops. Uh, you guys should give it a little watch. It's kind of ludicrous, but if you were like hesitant to go into everywhere... Uh, everything everywhere all at once this is like the perfect taste of just this kind of these directors style and humor uh it's it's bizarre like i said it's two and a half minutes or whatever so it's like you know barely wasting any time in and out uh and it's just a fun little watch uh you can find it on vimeo uh puppets by the daniels yeah that's all i got that's an easy watch to watch um, I'm looking at it right now, but I'm just like, be cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm picking up the baton here. What have I been doing? Uh, what have I been into? What have What have I been not into? Uh -oh. Lego Star Wars uh -oh. Skywalker Saga. Everybody. Oh no. Uh -oh. Yeah. So this is the thing. This is the background. This is the story. Is that, um. Me and Sarah, we used to play these Lego games all the time. You know what I mean? We, the first yeah. one we played was the Indiana Jones Lego game. Oh, and nice. we were yeah. able to like multiplay that together to kind of co-op and play through the levels. It was really fun. We had a lot of time. She would like break things, collect the coins, and then I would go take out the bad guys, and we'd work together on the puzzle, and then we'd move from stage to stage to stage. You know, um, And the way that it was made, it was just kind of, like I said, like a scene or a stage, like a, a wide platform where we're all kind of working together for this like same mission you know what i mean and this one is just like as you play it you're like oh 
this is not meant this is not multiplayer friendly like this uh-huh. is a whole other take on the game is they're like they're they're taking it and then moving it into the open world concept where you have uh-huh. like all these nooks and crannies and places and hallways and mini tasks and things that you can do to build and to craft and to like shape and to add points to your skills and like that is not why we played the game and i'm you know i understand obviously moving forward like that's fine to add those adjustments it's cool like i get it modernizing it i think a few things that made it difficult was like down to the basics was a split screen yeah the split screen was so like it, it it the character and your surroundings were so zoomed in that you really couldn't make out what was around you. And it, we were almost having like trouble looking at the screen because we just felt like overwhelmed, overwhelmed. We couldn't even control. We didn't know. We got lost very easily because we had such a narrow view yeah. and we were so close and tight in. If we were able to just to zoom out and to like find perspective of us in the area, it would have been a lot easier, but it's so there's so many hallways, there's so many nooks and crannies. That you can't really do the setup of like the wide setup and everyone's kind of exploring at the same time, like on a stage or scenery. It's like they prioritize this open world searching aspect that it, it makes it difficult for them to do the split screen multiplayer setup, you know, and it was really hard to navigate and it wasn't that fun. And, you know, they had these tutorial moments when I was engaging into something and it would give me a tutorial, but it wouldn't show up on Sarah's screen. And then Sarah would go into tutorial mode and it, would show, it wouldn't show up on my screen, but on her screen. Oh. And it's like, I'm doing something or she's doing something and I'm kind of caught in the middle of a business and she's learning stuff. And I'm like, well, shit, I, I want to know what's going on over here too. <laughs> you know? And so it's like, first it's hard to see. And secondly, like the, the, the way the tutorial. And then the third is like, like little stuff where at the end we would judge and compete how many bricks we all collected. You know, when you break things and you collect bricks and we all come together and we have like a great like uh, brick count and we get like little awards or whatever. Um, but we always fought to like see who can collect the most bricks. And that encourages you to like beat up more bad guys, to break more stuff and just to like search more organically that way. And then here at the end of the level, we're like, uh, what the fuck? Like where, how many bricks did you do? How many bricks did I do? That was, that was the, the funnest part of it. And it just put us into one thing. Uh, I was reading on Reddit about it just to see if I was crazy to think this because I know everybody's loving this game. Um, yeah, that's what I've heard. So yeah, it's but it's like that you hold to it, and and I'm having people who's like, I have a fiance. We play this game, and it's just like sad that we can't get into it like we used to with yeah. other games, you know. And and there's a moment uh, I was reading that there are some scenes where the second player is just forced to watch and oh, they just can't engage oh. at all. You know what I mean? And so. It seems like again specific to be played by one person, and I think by the end of it, we were having a hard time trying to navigate and trying to catch up with all these new features uh, together, enjoying it together, and trying to like puzzle break together. That we just started following this yellow orb to like the next uh, checkpoint or the next like story point or whatever, and the game ended up just be us following this thing, and it's like okay, now we're just like walking and flying to things instead of like actually i don't know get out of situations by putting legos together or like yeah flipping different switches like you sit you're on that switch i'm on this switch or i have to build something and you hold it I, you know it just it lost a little bit of that and you know maybe it's something i'll play by myself later or when they allow online co-op and we just have two different screens like i think 
maybe even just having that as an option, I'll be able to enjoy the game a lot more. But yeah, I can't do the split screen, and I need there to be a way for online co-play or when i get a ps5 we can do a share play and then i can be on yeah. my own tv with her console and then she can have the ps4 console on her tv and we just have to do a crazy setup so we can play legos you know because in different rooms we just can't i can't, <laughs> yeah i can't do and i've seen i have friends who did that they played overwatch together and they had two tvs on top of each other you know what wow. i mean so they could get their own like personal tvs so that they can play the video game and i was like man i'm at this point like if for me to finish this game is Luis, as like a, get on the PS5. as like a star wars fan though what did you think about like the star wars content of it all yeah i thought it, i thought that part was really cool you know i like the cutscenes. i like how they're really like you could potentially by playing the game just go through the whole saga yeah. you know i was gonna ask it kind of covers all of the movies yeah i think starting right from the beginning you're going through all the, the kind of major story beats of the thing okay. and it's going through its own like fun lego way and they have their like lego jokes that you kind of can see um yeah you know like a kid would, would like the jokes a kid would make about star yeah. wars and like all, they call it all the memeable moments you know and <laughs> yeah. um that's the fun that's fun i think it's just yeah. playing with another person can just hurt my eyes and just like make it difficult to us to truly work together oh, i've had that same problem a with shame. a couple of the avengers lego games that Kristen and i played is yeah you know, yeah you're right in the sense that there's like moments where it's just a big open stage or level where it's like uh just like in the confines of like one room or something uh yeah yeah, yeah the split yeah. screen there works a little bit better but i've always found the lego split screen just to be like kind of yeah just super overwhelming you know it's always moving yeah uh or or at least in the games I played, like, you know, their half of the screen is always and, shifting. And you can change it, too. Like, I think you could do, like, horizontal instead of vertical. Okay. Because we were losing our minds on that dynamic. Like, I know I know what you're talking about. It's, like, wavery and moving. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, oh, I, I'm feeling seasick. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking it's, about. It's just, like, I, I'm trying to have fun playing this game. I, why can't I just be, like, yeah, stationary or just a little more defined? Yeah. And, and like, I remember, like, we started on Indiana Jones, and it was, seemed so simple. And maybe, obviously, they want to be innovative and keep making it different. But as the games went on and on and on, and I think Avengers, we started to feel that same thing. of just Like, having, I forget which one it was. I think maybe the first or second one. But one of them started to feel a little bit different. Um, so, yeah, that's just unfortunate, because I was so excited to play that with her. I think we might just end up playing... Um, Go back to playing Sackboy. Oh, I was going to ask you, have you guys played, or are you thinking about playing It Takes Two? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, somebody recommended that, too. It, have you no, played I it? No, I really want to, but the trailer looks really good. The story sounds great. Somebody said to get, yeah. And for maybe, it to be a PlayStation exclusive, I'm pretty sure. Like, it's, Yeah, it's a 9 out of 10. Yeah, wow, okay. People, no, people love that game, and I'm really excited to play it, so I, I'd be curious to see if you guys do. And they, they land a... Uh, they're making a movie, I guess, too. Yeah, I just saw, I want to say, fucking not The Rock. I think it's The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> oh, God. Dwayne Johnson will executive produce and possibly be in it. Yeah. Did you know, I went uh, to a comedy show yesterday, um, and I saw Jeremy Piven at the comedy show. Oh, he was uh, at the Improv at Hollywood. Wow. And he was going on about The Rock, and he's like, do you know who's the most, like, uh, the richest actor in the Hollywood business right now? The Rock, like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he hasn't taken one acting class. Me, 
I went through theater, you know, and he just went through this whole rant and he's like, I, yeah, I'm bitter, blah, blah, blah. But I just thought that was kind of crazy that he is the most successful currently. Like, I mean, pumping them audiences out. Performer. cannot yeah. get enough. At least nobody can get enough of him. At least he just, you know, kind of fits. I mean, I feel like the, the male character in that game is kind of big, you know? So, yeah. It kind of. Yeah, fits. no, this is cool. You're, if you're the second person recommending this, then. Uh, oh, it looks like it's pretty affordable. Too. Do it. Okay, okay. I know what I'm gonna do next. Fantastic. And we love the other. We love it takes two the movie, you know, with uh, Mary Kate Ashley also. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so maybe that fits it. What do you guys think? Uh, well, you know, shit. We we are gonna hit right under a mid hour and a half. Wow. I don't think we've ever done this before. Call call out the Guinness World Records because we're breaking them. Uh. <laughs> I don't have. I don't know if we have anything else to talk about here. <laughs> I could just imagine that phone call. But it would just be like you broke Whoa. your own record yeah. for running a long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, um, yeah, I think this. Well, this week we're going to try to watch uh, the Northman. Oh, you know, damn! It, I think I've already got my theater. tickets. I'm seeing it. Like, look at this. Ed's got his tickets. Ooh. Miguel, naturally. Yep. We're running. It's a fast pace. No, uh, I'm gonna try to go see it too in theaters. We'll see what we got. Um, but you know, I don't have anything else except just you know, see you next time. Go to our go to our Instagrams and TikToks and YouTubes and everything like that. Did you guys see that Thor little short I made? That Thor video? Hell yeah, dude! Yes, the hammer one. I did, dude. I had a lot of fun with it. If you watch it on TikTok, it auto loops perfectly with the song, so it's like doesn't skip a beat. Anyway. I had a good time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted a humble a little brag there. I had a fun time. I woke up in the middle of the night like, <gasps> that's an idea. And then I just went to my computer, <laughs> downloading the videos, putting it together, making the music work. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. Um, it did get flagged on Instagram. I don't, you know, for the song. Yeah, Even though I was using the song on Instagram, it said I looked up, uh, what's it called? The Foreigner. And it said as an option. Did you have to contend it? I didn't, I didn't fight it. It's fine. Oh. Okay. You know, whatever. You stand, stand your ground, man. You know? Yeah, like well, I got other fish to I got other fish to fry, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come sitting around starting fights with social media. Not yet. Not till we get 10k followers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Smash <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, YouTube. Smash <laughs> that. Hit that fucking bell till it ding-dongs, my friends. I've been Luis Gonzalez. We've had... Miguel Sanchez. <laughs> and Ed Bull. That's right. Goodbye, everybody, and later, Gators.